The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. To the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, the power of water and your health and the planet's health. Did you know without water, there would be no life, there would be no planet, and for some reason, this planet Earth was chosen in the universe to have the water. Now, isn't that a very fascinating thinking? Now, think very deep. Think, close your eyes and think, the planet Earth was chosen to have water. And water is life. Without the water, there is no life at all. And that's why they're exploring and have spent billions upon billions and maybe we could even say safely trillions today because we're now thinking trillions and numbers that to try to discover is there any place else in our whole universe that has water. We recently found out the moon has some ice, but they're curious, does that mean there's something coming? Today we're going to have Yael Grauer from Tucson, Arizona. She's the author and public school teacher. She's very much into studying and writing about living in harmony with the environment our second guest is Robin Mastero from Seattle, Washington. She is author and environmental designer for topics such as whole system design focused on, Christi- on creating stress-free environments that support your life and your health and your relationships, igniting the mind, the body, and the spirit. So today we're going to discuss living in harmony, ecosystem balance with Yale. And then with Robin, we're going to come over and we're going to pick up and learn some different directions that she's been teaching. Think of this radio show as your classroom, your laboratory. We go to the whole world, as you know. We've been all over the world with our guests, and this is just the beginning. We're going to be the news media broadcast, news media system that's going to be teaching the world about the water and the environment and the dryness. Did you read the latest National Geographic in April 2010? The whole issue is water. And all the different subjects that come along with the different topics are fascinating with the different countries and the challenges. And water war? What is a water war? Well, it's what Saddam Hussein did to kill people. He took away the water and he poisoned it so they could all vanish, get them out of his life. If you want to be mean to somebody, really mean, stop the water source. It frightens them to death. And I will tell you now, there are people all over the world since the beginning of time who have died because of lack of water, bad water, sanitation. There is somebody in the National Geographic, her name is Barbara Kings-Oliver, 
and she had written a subject on the amount of moisture on Earth has not changed, although the air is getting drier. That's my research. The water the dinosaurs drank millions of years ago is the same water that falls as a rain today. But will there be enough for the more crowded world and the changing dryness of the air? Now, the one thing I've learned, and she, it's an it's exciting quote she had here, the mother water may have been taken for granted. Barbara called this the mother water. Have you had me in our classroom talk about the moment you were born from your mother, you left the back pocket of water, you entered in to the area of life from the mother water. The water, you became, had a drought. You had a drought at that time. You all of a sudden didn't have the rain pouring down, more water around you. You have to depend upon the moisture in the air that you can't see in that delivery room. The skin goes dry. The eyelid opens. Did you ever understand that your eyes, a uh, uh, tear film at the surface of the eyes, are 98 to 99% water? Oh, my gosh, water? My eyes are water? Where, oh, where would I go find something for the eyes to maintain the water besides if I can't depend upon the air? Did you know that on our earth, without the fresh water, on the surface of the earth, the air does not have enough water, moisture in the air? The other one is, is with the, the climate changing, water is the visible face, mirror in the water, is the very face, the mirror in the water of climate and climate change. I have been studying that. Other researchers have been studying that. It's because we've got to maintain the fresh water on the surface of the earth. It cannot all be running to the ocean. It must absorb into the aquifers below the surface seasonally, and we must maintain a certain amount on the surface of the earth for the earth to be able to share that moisture level in the air. Stop and think about our population. Human life was maybe a plan from the higher plan to have a human life's mission. So Earth's human life mission might be that humans will not forget how important it is that water is saved because humans are walking around mostly water, 98% water in the body. Your blood is 80 to 90. Your eyes are 98 to 99 in the tear film. Your brain is 80% water. Your fat is 10% water. Your muscles are 75% water. Skin is 80 to 90% water. You see why I call this the power of water, so that we can learn together. So take it serious. The population last week, the world population grew this last week, 1,442,474 people, 474, grew. The United States of America grew 44,663. And one of the most underpopulated places in the world is the United States of America. We do not have the big populations that other countries have in those 50 states. I call them 50 countries. So you can imagine what is happening all over the world. 1.8 million people do not have access to sanitation. 1.1 million people do not have access to water and sanitation. 5,000 children a day are dying.
because they don't have enough water. I'm going to take it serious. Follow me. Follow me. We will do this together. I had a student at a school in New York ask me, what, when do you think that will happen that we don't have enough? What, how far away? I said, it won't happen. We're going together. We're going to not let it happen. This show is the power of water and the tool for all of us to join. Let's do it together. Let's be healthy. Make our motto, the power of water, be well. We're going to take a moment with our sponsor from Biologic Aqua Research Center. Their product, the product Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the only maintenance, the only application available to be able to mist the eyes with 100% water, tissue culture grade of water, with just a mist. So when your eyelid is open, you can maintain that level of water, the healthiness of the eye with 100% water. We're going to listen to Nature's Tears Eye Mist, our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Yale. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Yael, are you with us? I am. Well, I want to thank you for joining us. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I wanted to, to know um, I, this is one of my favorite uh, studies. Um, when I started over 30-odd many years ago studying the water of the world and, and the behavior of the planet Earth and, and what it could teach us, and I learned that we're living with the Earth as a guest. It's, it won't be able to live with us, specialized for each person, but we can learn how to live with this Earth and enjoy the whole universe as we each learn to get to know our own, you say, harmony, and I call it rhythm. Uh, it's like the music that you your favorite music. Which one is it? But tell us a little bit why you decided to get, start studying um, uh, the Earth's harmony and the environment. Um, I actually started studying herbal medicine um, as a as a child um, because I, you know, I got a lot of sore throats when I was growing up, and I'd go to the doctor and they prescribe antibiotics, and I just kind of wanted to get off that roller coaster because I felt mm-hmm. like it wasn't really helping me, and so I got really into studying And how old, how old were you? You said a child. Oh, gosh, about, 
I think I was about 13 or 14 when I decided I wasn't going to do antibiotics anymore, but it wasn't until... Well, now, who was your influence? Because that's pretty... That is very young. I'm very proud of that. I wish they'd <laughs> teach that in school, but they're not. Uh, what was the influence, or what made you vulnerable to want to do that? I just didn't... I don't really know, because both my parents are scientists of the non... Okay, well... Yeah, and so maybe it was... I don't know. I just well, didn't... They're always really... talking about intrigue. <laughs> When yeah. you're intrigued as a scientist, you don't you know you never know enough. Have you ever noticed that? And maybe yeah. they did as raising you as a child and their uh, their daughter. But in in studying, if you think you know enough that day or in anything in life, you're in trouble that moment because you stopped what may be a venture of learning something else, right? Right, right. Well, they were. I think they were more like they're more um, traditional. Okay. And they're. Um, thought process than I am, though they have, you know, gotten more open-minded over the years. But at the time, they just thought I should go to the doctor and get antibiotics. Well, yeah, they were, yeah, because they were concerned about their decisions. Um, yeah. So then you started the intrigue of wanting yeah. to learn what else was available, and um, obviously you grew into wanting to learn more, and you became an author of a book. Um, I actually do a website. Um, okay. So, uh, but I do write a lot of articles and just freelance writing. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, I guess what I noticed when I got into studying herbal medicine is how inaccessible it can be for so many people. Right. Um, You're right. And that's why I guess that was sort of my influence was wanting to make it more accessible because I think it's really relevant even for people living in a city. Um, and it's something that you shouldn't have to kind of quit your job and move out into the country to learn how to do. And, um, you know, the city environment is also an environment. It also has rhythms. And so that's kind of where my passion is. is so were you thinking uh, possibly, and it's a thought because I've studied for so long, were you thought possibly thinking if a person chooses to live but where they're at, but they're, maybe it's not as healthy, but can I learn to live where I'm at and be healthy or healthier by learning the nature of what the life there, not the yeah. medicine of the life, but the nature of what I need to do as a person. Is that what you were thinking or just wanting to be healthier wherever? I don't, I I think, what I mean is... I think both, but I don't know. I was doing some research uh, for an article I was writing on bees, and it was talking about how they really need to pollinate on a variety of different... Um, of different flowers to have a more robust immune okay. system. Okay. And they mentioned that that variety is available in the city more so than the country because there's so much monoculture in the country. And so looking at the city, or really anywhere anybody ends up living, um, as, you know, there's, it's just filled with life. You know, there's birds and plants and trees. And there's oh, definitely yeah. ways, even when living in an apartment complex, I'm in an apartment complex right now, to kind of be more in harmony with the earth. And I think a lot of people think that they need to, you know, move out to the country to do that. Oh, in um, your apartment, you know, a person can have uh, little gardens now. You can have your little, uh, like, they. you can make your own or buy them, a little garden uh, with a little greenhouse, tiny little uh, thing to grow some of your, uh, uh, like the salads, uh, uh, different things, uh, uh, in, right, in your, right in your own apartment. You can have plants, and plants that are in your apartment add moisture to the air. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, yeah, and uh, so, but then when you walk outside, if there's 
a lot of pollution. It depends upon how much you're drinking adequate water, too. If you're not drinking enough water and there's a lot of pollution in the air, or let's say you're in an area that's very desert, if you're anywhere you go in the world, you must drink the adequate water to live there so that the water gives you the ecosystem, the balance, the harmony. Now, tell us what else you've been learning. And now uh, you've been wanting to learn more about a harmony. Did you go? Did, what, uh, and, uh, and obviously the health uh, concerns of the uh, herbs and healthier foods. What have you learned to do for yourself and what have you been teaching or writing for others? Um, gosh, you know, with me, it really started with diet and, and just looking at the food and not even just about what's healthiest, but what is more kind of conscious. But there's really a lot of crossover when you try to, you know, buy food that's grown ethically. It ends up being, you know, healthier food. Um, so that was a big change for me. And then as far as water, like getting a good, I use a multi-pure filter, um, Mm -hmm. to filter my water and, um, you know, like crystal salt, so they and things like that. But but a lot of what I teach is workshops. Like I'll teach um, um I'll teach workshops on how to make like sugar scrubs and things like that because a make, lot now, of the cosmetics. Uh, let's uh, kind of go a little slow because you've got so much to teach us. <laughs> you, it, uh, you teach what kind of what was it? Oh, I one of the workshops I teach is on how to make your own sugar scrubs. Sugar scrubs. Scrubs. Yeah, What's you a sugar combine. scrub sugars and oils and essential oils because a lot of people are looking for skin health but when you look at a lot of the cosmetics that are out there a lot of them are really also oh, exfoliations type of uh, uh, the t- removing the dead skin yeah and yeah. you can make bath salt like i just teach people kind of how to make their own sure um, yeah. they, can. they can if they have the, t- uh, the moment to do so uh and what else are you teaching about nutrition um, Nutrition-wise, um, just food and supplements. So, um, you know, I kind of emphasize organics and also grass-fed beef. So for people who eat meat, to, um, like Michael Pollan's written a lot of books about that, and there's just tons of research on the health benefits um, of it. Uh, health benefits of which one? Grass-fed beef. Oh, grass-fed beef. Yeah, okay. so it's... Um, now tell us know, the difference. Between, what is a grass-fed beef? So a lot of cows are fed grain because it's less expensive, and um, especially in feedlots, mm-hmm. um, they they just are fed food that they're not really supposed to eat um, because cows are supposed to eat grass. <laughs> so when you eat beef that's grass fed, not only is the animal you know happier, it's it's uh, they also grow are grown at a more natural pace because they're not treated they're not with hormones. They're grazing and eating grass. Yeah. They're and not so being they, grown in uh, feedlots. Right, exactly. And so that helps because the actual meat, well, of course it helps just for ethical reasons, but also the meat has... Now, more. what is your thinking on eating meat? Um, I do eat meat um, mm-hmm. because I, I kind of need it. I have been vegetarian and I've been vegan and I didn't really thrive on that diet. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's really neat that, you know, you can have happy cows, that it's not feedlot meat. Mm-hmm. Um, they're grass-fed, you know, and it actually is healthier for you. Um, so not only is it more ethical, but it's also... So when we're in the grocery store or wherever, whatever store, and you're looking for the particular meat, seafood, chicken you want, what is the key to what they're looking for to know where the the where it has been 
grown, taken from? Um, I actually uh, buy mine directly from from the farmer. Um, so you're one of the, the lucky ranch. ones. You get to go to the farmer who actually raises the meat, huh? Yeah, but that's becoming more and more um, common. And there's a lot of, like if you go to eatwild.com, there's a lot of websites that will help you kind of figure out sources for grass-fed so meat. And a lot of people wild, are really... A lot, excuse me for a second. Just, if a person goes to eat, eat wild, eatwild.com, mm-hmm. they'll tell you how to go find the places where you can go straight to the farmer. Yeah, or or just where to find local grass-fed meat, because a lot of people are interested in it, not just for ethical reasons, but also because it has more um, healthier fats, um, Mm -hmm. including omega-3 fatty acids and CLA, Mm -hmm. um, which is conjugated linoleic acid. It has more uh, vitamin E, vitamin C, beta-carotene, so it's actually healthier for you in addition to being more ethical. And that's kind of what I look for, not just in food, but also like cosmetics that I buy. Um, the ones so that you're, you're concentrating, and I'll go back to there for a second because I've studied the skin organ for over 30 years. The skin organ is 80 to 90% water, and the moment you were born and you entered into a delivery room, the skin was no longer in the mother's water. And if, but I don't know if you've read the National Geographic, uh, the, uh, the issue in April is water. And there was an author in there, one of the writers wrote, The Mother Water. And I found that so fascinating, Yale, because it, it, the mother water living on earth with the water, the earth is the mother. Um, so you find yourself that if a person is not getting enough water and you're not maintaining the water level, let's call that even your harmony, because my research would prove that your, your dehydration, each person, from the moment you were born, you went dry. The skin went so dry, the eyelid opened, and the eyes, the surface of the, the eyes, are 98 to 99% water. And if the air is dry, what, what product do you have available? Now, only one, Nature's Series Eye Mist. Well, when you come back to the drought of the body and the skin, I had a prediction over 30 years ago that melanoma would take more lives in time because we're getting too dry. Um, so you're teaching better health with the skin. Um, yeah. So you're adding, what did you teach? And I'm a believer. The skin organ has not been educated enough. I went all the way back to Cleopatra, um, went back into Hippocrates too, but I came forward and I found, oh, my gosh, people are thinking every time they apply, the uh, let's call it the word moisture that's been so confused, I'm going to put on a moisturizer today. Yeah, you're gonna, the people are going to think, well, that would be a cream. Oh, no. Moisture is water. Water. Right. And if the skin is already dry and it's 80 to 90% water, if you're drinking hopefully 8 to 10 glasses of healthy water a day uh, to maintain the internal part to, de- to uh, detoxify on the outside, you're still a drought. So you've been teaching better health education on the skin. I'm a believer of that. What have you learned about some of your herbs and some of your other things that you've learned about health education for the skin? Oh, I thought, oh, I, I was about to go on the water track. <laughs> oh. um, like as far as water, I mean, I definitely think water helps with skin health as long as um, you know what's in your 
tap water. Um, and then the way that I find that out is by looking at the, um, the Environmental Working Group has a report that will show you what water contaminants are at your local level. Um, and then, you know, I mentioned multi-pure filters. It's actually NSF certified to reduce the highest level of contaminants of any mm-hmm. filter in the market, and so I use those. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have shower filters and crystal bath balls because I think getting rid of chlorine and other chemicals in the water can really help your skin a lot. Um, and then also looking at how you store your water, um, which, I mean, I think glass and stainless steel are ideal choices. But if you are going to use a plastic water bottle to make sure that it's the kind of plastic that's not kind of leaching harmful substances into the water. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your favorite to store your water? Let's say, uh, would it be glass? I prefer glass. A lot of yeah. people don't like it because it can break. I use glass jars. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, if I use, I also have a stainless steel uh, water bottle. Mm-hmm. But I used to use uh, water bottles. The the ones that I used an algae bottle, but not the really shiny ones. I used the ones that kind of looked sort of opaque. And uh, now which bottle? What's it called? Nalgene. and it's okay. just. Uh, um, and then the the best types, according to Marcola, who's a naturopathic doctor, he said the best types of plastic were um, polypropylene, so mm-hmm. it'll say number five PP on your water bottle, or high density polyethylene, which will say number two HDPE, or low density um, polyethylene, which is for HDPE. Now, where would our guests go to look that up? Um, I mean, if you and one thing you could do is just if you go to the Nalgene website if you are going to get a Nalgene bottle or any bottle that you get. You can just look. It'll have the number on the side of it. Yeah, but what, is there a spot to go, Yael, that um, um, that would tell you exactly all of them so you don't have to go look at each other? Is, uh, is there a website to go to or do you want – can you um, get I have an article about it on my website. Okay. Um, and you're and at org. Yeah, um, and then if they do a search for the article. you have that on your website. Yeah, it's called Water is Life. um, Oh, I like that one. (laughs) Yeah. and so you. (laughs) Water is life. Yeah. 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 So have you done very much uh, study about water? Um, I have. When I I was trying to figure out, you know, what kind of filter I wanted to get, how to purify my water, I did some research on that. And then also when I was living in Arizona, I used to do a TV show that was based on water. Um, now, which are you about. living in Arizona today? No, I'm actually, I moved to Wisconsin. Oh, you're in Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm using all my own advice on how to adapt to a new environment or trying uh-huh. to. <laughs> uh-huh. So it was kind of a big shift because we yeah, moved Yeah, it is a shift. Way. You went from desert conditions dry to the moisture and the air from in Wisconsin and the influence of your lakes to the east and yeah, plus and Canada, not, Canada is very close, which is, adds a lot of uh, environment influence to your Wisconsin state there. Mm, yeah, for sure. But now, I moved in, in the winter, too. What can you teach our, uh, our listeners about the herbs uh, that you've been learning about? The herbs out here. Yeah, so that's the thing is that I moved in December, and so a lot of the plants that I wanted to harvest, like it wasn't even, they weren't even available, um, which is really different from the desert where you can kind of harvest. I mean, it, it's definitely seasonal, but there's things that are growing year-round. Mm-hmm. And I had a, uh, I had a garden that I could harvest 
from year round. And here it's now. What kind of garden garden did you do when you were in the desert conditions that that would harvest year round? Oh no, it's just that in the desert you can grow all year. You can have you know your winter herbs and your summer herbs, and I okay. grew tomatoes and okay. squash. God, I had so many squash. I just didn't even know what to do with them. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and uh, you know a lot of different. I grew a lot of different. So now, what are you teaching in herbs? What is your cl- Are you there? We'll get her back in a minute. It sounds like we've had a technical problem here. But it is fascinating to hear that when you're living in Wisconsin or you're on the East Coast or you're in another country, that we can learn to grow uh, in certain conditions, whether it be indoor or outdoor, year-round. And there's as a new movement going on, audience, that to grow some fresh right from not far from where you're at, uh, some of the fresh uh, things for your salad, dark green vegetables and some of the different kinds of melons and, and different. Uh, there are secrets to the learning how to grow indoors and outdoors. Yael, are you there yet? I think we're, uh, we're, our studio is trying to call Yael that we've lost her, and that can happen when you're using the satellite to bring us in. Um, I wanted everyone to know today also that when you're, when you're getting ready for the here in the United States, the summer season is coming, spring is coming, and I have to tell you, I have never heard more people in, uh, since I, uh, for uh, probably two get decades that this year they're going to have a garden, and it is fascinating to hear how they're doing it. They're putting it in flower beds. Yael, are you with us? I am. I got disconnected. Well, we had a satellite thing probably. But I was telling the audience about uh, here in the United States, you probably are fascinated with knowing that, listening to people too, uh, that are getting into wanting to have a garden. They may want a little tiny garden. Uh, They might put it in a flower bed. Uh, They may put it in some pots. They may grow. They may build their own up off the ground little garden spots and make it a decorative, but have make sure they have a garden. And then there's those, like some people I know, that are having big gardens. And, uh, in fact, they even asked me if, if, I, if they could grow something for me in their garden. And I said, oh, I'll come with my list. But tell us about the herbs. Do you have a favorite herb shop that you like to go to? Because I always try to talk to get our listeners to go to one of their favorite herb shops uh, in the area that is good. They know what they're talking about and don't discuss herbs with somebody who's a novice and haven't been doing it for several years. Uh, uh, you might start something that is not healthy for you and what you're already taking, but what are you teaching about herbs? Yeah, I definitely try to focus on using herbs more as food because I think that's a safer okay. way to do it. And so, like, how can you incorporate it either as, like, on your skin or as foods? Um, because well, let's go to the, 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 the health. Uh, other than The skin will be nourished if you're eat, if you're healthy with your herbs. So teach us about what you've been teaching. About? The herbs you've been teaching that people might suggest thinking about. Oh, well, I did a series um, on my blog, actually, on herbs for sleep and just different nervines, because what nervines actually do is they coat, they literally coat your nerves, and they're just really soothing and and help um, with sleep. And before I actually went into the herbs, I talked about, you know, like foods and different practices and things that you can do 
um, to help preserve sleep. Um, but one of the ones I really love uh, is verbena. It's one of my favorite plants, and it's just really well, they're beautiful little purple flowers. That right, you can they are. Them. Now, uh, verbena. How do you spell it? So our listeners will understand what you just said. How do you spell sure. verbena? It's V-E-R-B-E-N-A. So verbena is an herb. Yeah, for them it's to a little... think about. Okay, and it is a little purple plant. Now, uh, what did you learn about verbena? Um, it's really good for attention headaches, especially from overwork. So well, what do they do with it? Uh, steep it, uh, let it dry, and steep it like a tea. Yeah, you can make it into tea. I mean, some people tincture it, but I always recommend people start with teas first. Okay. Um, just We're going to listen to our sponsor, and let's come back and let's talk about that. Uh, I've been tapping into my studies into the teas, and a lot of people that maybe don't want to take one more ta- uh, herb, uh, in, but they can make it into a tea and enjoy the tea. Uh, so well, let's come back and let's teach our audience something about what you've been learning there. Uh, Yale will be right back. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the only 100% natural, all-natural water mist for moisturizing and maintaining the humidity level of your eyes. All natural. We'll listen to Nature's Tears Eye Mist, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Yeah, Elle, are you with us? I am. Well, well we're out of time and uh, because of that moment delay that we had with, uh, with the technology, but uh, let's do another one sometime on the teas because there's so much to learn about steeping the herbs and making them into a tea also. Okay, I want to thank you for joining us today, and I'll tell our listeners to go to www.dirttime.org, and you'll learn more from the teachings of Yael Grauer, who is now living in Wisconsin. I want to thank you for joining us today. You have a nice day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. Robin, are you with us? We're waiting for our next guest, Robin Mastro. Robin, are you with us? I am. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you. I guess you're the author and environmental designer of topics like whole system designs focused on creating stress-free environments. Now, are you going to be popular? 
<laughs> you had people pounding at your Twitter and your YouTube and your Facebook and your phone. <laughs> I hope so. Well, it's, uh, I've been studying. I need to tell you before we start this segment, well over 30 years ago, I had been past president of the American Cancer Society in many other directions and healthcare, and I found that people who were diagnosed with terminal diagnosis all of a sudden got so stressed and the family got stressed that they didn't immediately think, well, I have this disease. What do I do with it? Obstacles are to solve. Well, stress sometimes overtakes our lives. What is the number one disaster of your life, your stress level? So I dove in to decide how am I going to learn to teach the relieving of the stress? Aha, uh-huh. what I learned, Robin, we're made up of 50 trillion cells, and if we decide one cell is an orbit, every cell is like an orbit, that if on the outside coming in even, if we cannot handle it and we become too much more dehydrated because stress does dehydrate us worse than, than any drought, that all of a sudden we're, that it just burns us out. It is, it is a dehydrator. It's a drought. So teach us about how you got into this. What got you started? Um, well, my husband is the foremost scholar and practitioner of Vastu in North America, and he's known throughout the world. He lectures all over the world on how this science um, can reduce um, stress in the environment as well as create more productivity, better health and well-being within our bodies. Because... You know, we are made up of iron. Our blood has iron in it, our, and, and we are electric. Our nervous system is, is electric. So when our bodies and our, and our environment are aligned, we actually feel better. When we're aligned with the um, magnetic energy that comes from the north and the solar energy from the east, it does something to our electromagnetic uh, system and we thrive. So this science is seven to ten thousand years old. Now let's um, teach us about because uh, I'm following you. Um, because when your body is mostly water, right, and you've got like little orbits in those. Uh, we had on our show a uh, Nobel Prize winner from Switzerland who got the Nobel Prize for fine, proving that life is in the molecule, which is water, right, um, and the air every moment of the day is having its own electric field through us. Um, that's why we electrocute so easily. Um, well, and, and we so dehydrate we are, so easily. We are um, made of the five elements, earth, air, water, fire, and space, just like everything in this universe. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like we are a, a microcosm of the macrocosm. Now let's repeat that real quickly, Robin. Repeat what we're made up of. We are made up of the same five elements that okay. is found everywhere in our, on the earth and in the universe, earth, air, water, fire, and space. Now, when I came back to that word space, you are right. My research all went toward those directions into the molecular ability for you to be able to understand that you've got to live away from your skin, too, because the air you're living with is how you're relating to what you used space. I'll call it harmony, rhythm, space. So now, how did your husband get started in this? Well, um, about, well, let me see, 
like in the 19, well, 1967, he was introduced to Transcendental Meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the same meditation that the Beatles uh, were involved in. Mm-hmm. And he uh, became a, a teacher of this meditation, and he, w- he went on to architectural school. And um, as a young graduate architect from the University of Washington, mm-hmm. he um, uh, lived in Switzerland with the head of Transcendental Meditation. I mean, he and other architects and other people involved in the organization lived with him, but he worked uh, with Maharishi directly on building uh, meditation and, um, and uh, healing academies around the world for the TM movement. And it was through this master, I, I always say at the foot of the master, that, that sankalpa, that knowledge and that blessing to bring this knowledge to others was given. This is uh, Deepak Chopra's uh, guru as well. I was so, going to say, that sounded like him. Yeah. Yes. So um, Mike has been a meditator since he was 17 years old. Now, He's where could now, a person go to purchase some of those? Uh, I'm sure they have CDs and books. Is there a a, a location they can come in and study what might be available? We we have an institute called the American Institute of Vastu where we have courses, online courses and certification courses to become practitioners, so people who are just interested in dabbling in it, all the way to becoming a practitioner of what we do by going into people's homes and offices and bringing them this feeling of incredible peace in the environment. So this is what we've been doing for as long as I can remember. Oh, my goodness. I'm a believer. I, I Don't you think you got, we should start, take go walk down on the streets, Robin? You're, I, I have been in research forever, and I am not a young woman. I'm 68 years old. I've been studying a long time. One of the reasons I say, Robin, my age is because I want people to know I came from, an older, from a, another world somewhat. I believe that if we went down on the streets of Seattle, Manhattan, and we stood there and we took our arms away from our skin and went like we're swimming in the air with slow motions and you know, just got a relaxation. Robin, I did that with some staff members one time. I said, now take your hands away from your body and just kind of move in the air slightly like, your rhythm, like an orchestra leader slowly or you're swimming in the fluid of the water in the air. And, you know, what a relaxation, Robin, right? Well, you know, we, we live in um, our houses really um, can support us, like you're saying, but also you walked into a home or an office and you immediately felt the opposite. You immediately didn't feel that freedom. You felt the constriction. You felt the stress that lived in there. Very rigid, very stark. And, and, uh, yeah. and you see that that actually is um, the, the built-up of stress, uh, everything from people's financial issues and arguments that get stuck in the walls. No, of the no, and you, you know, you just said something real quickly there, and I want to tap on it and get out of it real quick because I want to move on to you. What ha- you know, we look back at good old-fashioned courtesy manners. They used to call it etiquette. They don't want to hear it anymore. In the home, too. Yeah. Like you'd say please and thank you to your ho- the people you were living with. You went to work and you treated them with good old-fashioned manners and and relationships of manners and concerns, and you weren't living in your skin 
one thousandth percent of the time. So, like you say, uh, what there's things to learn here. So we go on. I'm sorry because no, this is what we've learned. I, I'm learning. I've looked at people how discourteous they are to understanding other people's life where they're at. Well, you know, I, I would say the majority of the people that we work with on some level are suffering. They're either financially, they're either stressed financially, their relationships are, fi- are, are stressed, their career, they're having, they're having some problem in their career, they're having uh, some problem with their health. Those are like four major issues. It's, it's always, you know, some... And Rob, and the other influence... Negative in the news media, negative for campaigns, negative for whatever. Well, and we're we let vulnerable. that into we let that into our lives, and that becomes, you know, our set point, like what we work on and what we work from. You know, we have found that we can walk into a home or an office and know exactly what's going on in people's lives just by the environment, because we are attracted to an environment that actually supports what's going on in our astrological chart. So let's say that you have relationship issues and it shows up in your astrological chart. Um, You will find that people who have relationship issues usually have some imbalance in the northwest of their home. Other people who have health issues... As soon You'll as you find said that, that I've been married for 47 years, I'm going to where, where is our most common room that Bill and I sit in. <laughs> well, and, and some teasing. people have that as a missing area. Uh-huh. So some people yeah. don't even have a Northwest, or it's extended. Yeah. And, and Northwest also deals with the mind. So uh-huh. when the mind is unstable, it affects relationships. So let's say in, in a, lot of, a lot of homes now, they're not built according to the science, they are built architecturally more about form and and beauty, but not necessarily balancing the body. Up you don't here, really. You just said something interesting too. Um, uh, my father was a designer contractor, um, Bud Cowan, and and he would go to the woman that wanted the house, not the man, and he'd say, "How do you want your house? How do you live in your house?" And you know well, they're not building the houses for the woman, so maybe we ought to get women to start thinking about the methods of, of the environment of the home. The beauty can come after you designed it for how you want your environment, right? Well, and also these, there are basic premises that will support a healthier, happier home. I mean, you had mentioned uh, in the beginning about, um, in, about cancer, that you were the president of the American Cancer Society. There was a study done in the 20s by a man named Hartman in Germany, and he found that homes uh, were families, you know, in, in Europe, they live in the same home generation after generation. Mm-hmm. But he found that there were certain homes where people were dying of the same illnesses generation after generation. And dowsing is very big in Germany, and actually dowsing comes from the Vedas. It comes from India. And th- this man would douse people's home and found that there were electromagnetic ley lines that crossed in over people's beds exactly where the cancer was, let's say it was cancer, or some form of stress. When two lines cross, especially where you either sit at your desk or where you sleep, that, that builds up that, that dis-ease in the body. How did you spell that? Uh, douse. Dowsing? Dowsing. How did you spell that? D-O-U-S-I-N-G. 
uh, pardon me, D-O-W-S-I-N-G. Dowsing. I mean, they use it in Texas to find water, you know, the old dowsers. Okay, that's, I what mean, I, I, that's the only time I'd ever heard it, but I had never thought of it this way. Go for but it. it. I, but there it. are these, there is this energy when there is geopathic stress in the house that creates a lot of heat and a lot of, on a cellular level, level it creates a dis-ease in the body. And there are houses in Germany that people are not allowed to live in anymore. They're sick houses. And we've developed a way to block that geopathic stress from entering the house so that you don't have that going on. And, you know, it comes in through... So when you did that, Robin, uh, when you go in and somebody has asked your help to douse the house... Right. It's part uh, of what we do when we do an on-site um Okay. Now, when you've done that and you say that you've helped them, what did you do to change things? What Did you change their more ha- habits in other rooms? And It's and almost like once the body is not stressed, once the environment is, el- the stress is eliminated from the environment, the the body tends to equalize itself. So it isn't like we're doing anything to them particularly. It's almost like we're chiropractors for the home. Yeah. We come in and align the environment so that the the energy centers in the environment are speaking to each other. It's almost like when you have a rib out and it hurts so bad, but when you go to a doctor and they put that rib gently back in, it's like it feeds your whole body and you feel so much better. That's kind of what we do, you know. It's the same thing with people who live in cluttered environments. I'm not talking about a little clutter, but there are people that don't know how to let go of anything, and they are stuck. What is your, I'm going to ask you one. Years and years ago, I was in a part of an athletic situation with um, uh, learning more about swimming and how they can be better at what they do. And the coaches used to say, uh, make sure that when your daughter gets up every morning, she makes her bed. And she had been already. So what they do in any training, they say, make your bed. Now, I have this thing, Robin, that you just said it. Um, When you get up in the morning, make your way back potentially to make your bed the way it makes you feel good. Because you're you're beginning your day with that spot and you're coming back there at the end of the day. So you've suggested that when you learn to keep things around you feeling in harmony or in rhythm or learn how to create these environment relationships of releasing some of the stress and enjoying yourself that you're not cluttered you're making you're you're creating a more let's say harmony way but of living you're also opening the space for new opening opportunities okay so you know and also one thing you mentioned was about your bed a little tip for your uh, your listeners is that we suggest that people sleep with their head on the south wall. So that means the top of their head is against the south wall. And the reason for that is that our, the, the, the magnetic energy comes from the north. Your body is like a magnet. The top of your head has a positive polarity. Positive energy comes from the north. When you sleep with your head to the north, it's like two ends of a magnet, two positive ends of a magnet coming together, what happens? They repel each other. So when you sleep with your head to the north, it actually uh, stresses the body. Your body doesn't relax. You don't sleep as deeply. More people become sick when they have their head to the north. There's been studies 
at uh, hospitals in India where they've actually put patients who have had similar operations in rooms with their heads either north or south. And they found the people who had their heads on the south wall healed much more quickly than the We're people on the north. We're almost out of time, and I'd like to have you on again because this is one of the most fascinating things. For uh, This is the most fascinating classroom studies for uh, our audience throughout the world to, to understand. In fact, we just had some guests from India here just last week, a week ago. And Well, let and me learning. give you our, our website so that people can look and, and, and visit us, and, and if they have questions directly, they can ask us. It's right. www.vastu, V-A-S-T-U, creations, and that's creation with an S on the end of it, dot com. Mm-hmm. That's our... Uh, consultation and products and services site mm-hmm. and triple w american institute of vastu dot com is our educational site okay and in vastu is v a s t u correct well i enjoyed this for me i i have to tell you robin uh with the talk show we've had people all over the world we've been in holland we've been in thailand we've been all over the world with our guests and I think I enjoy myself as much with my background has been for a long time. I've been studying the dehydration of the earth plus our bodies and more. And I, this is one of the things that I think we need to learn more about and relate to our listeners all over the world about some of the things that they can do that you don't have to spend a lot of money to learn how to do, right? Correct. Well, I want to thank you for being with us today. Well, thank you very much. And also, we have three books out on this subject for people to learn more about as well. So they can get those on our site. site. And they can learn, and we'll do this classroom again. All right. Thank you so much. You you have a nice day, and you be well. Yes, thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. Well, what we've learned today from our guests is we had a guest who taught us that she had been young and had some health challenges, and she learned as a very young girl to think about more natural uh, methods. And you know, today with our new health insurance in America, thinking that's going to be a change. We're going to have a change in our lives. But you know, it's possible that we in America are so interested in our lifestyles and our values and sharing those from as an entrepreneur all over the world with maybe coming up with new ideas and inventions to be the greatest teachers in the world, be well, be healthy naturally. I hate to put a lot of people out of work, but if you learned more about your health every day, wouldn't it be exciting that you wouldn't have to go running to the doctor for anything other than if something was wasn't was a symptom that you hadn't detected? The, the rhythm of our lives, the harmony in the space, is learning to get to know who you are. You are the special, that special person. You are human, and you're living here with a mission. You're special. Earth has a secret. Embrace your life every precious moment. But Earth is whispering. I learned this. Earth is whispering to you. Don't ever say goodbye, because if you don't, you're going to leave a special spot, that special footprint of knowledge and, and a good education to all of us, and you'll be the example. I want to thank you for listening. Be well.
Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. 